Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. for their child, and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. tonight, in all of our cities and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you. Buckle up your seatbelt because this is a wild ride. 
nothing but unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega. Hello, everybody. So great to be with y'all. This is the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It's a beautiful evening in Phoenix, Arizona, coming to you live. Um, so many, so many big things to discuss today. So much top, so many topics. A lot in the news. So much has happened. So much to get to. What a big show we have, though. Um, I've been off for a few days. It's uh, it's really good to be back with everybody. Um, it's it's I love coming on air. I love uh, giving my insight to all of you. We always have a, a great time. And uh, I hope you all have had a great week so far. And I hope everything is is great in your life, and everything is going accordingly, and everything is going well. So yeah, so I want to really get into our our first topic uh, today, which is big big news here in Arizona. Big news uh, for the people of this state. It's uh, it's great news uh, for for many. Uh, you know, uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio um, announced uh, the other day that he is running for senator in Arizona, and, and I and uh, it's uh, it's such a, an amazing um, feeling and an announcement and such a, a great thing that is coming of this because, you know, Joe Arpaio is such a, a loved, a beloved man. Uh, he's loved by many in the state of Arizona. He's loved and, and he, he, everybody, you know, respects him. There's obviously that small percentage that small crowd that doesn't like him which is the illegals most most of them uh most of his his critics regard regard uh regard the illegals um and you know but majority uh you know have in this state have so much respect as everybody knows he was sheriff for 24 years he um he kept this entire uh county of Maricopa extremely safe more than anybody uh you know could ever have, have dreamed of you know uh you know possible and, and could have nobody could have ever done better uh you know than the, than the job sheriff joe did i mean for for the community uh you know of of Maricopa and and, the, and just and phoenix and and the state of Arizona i mean he did a lot for for so many different um, you know departments, and, and he did a lot for so many different causes. And you know, the reason Arizona is so safe today and is a better place is because of Joe Arpaio. I mean, he's a you know he's a true legend. He's a hero. Um, you know, and you know Arpaio served in the army uh, for many years, so you know. He was also in the Drug Enforcement Division for 25 years. So, and he's worked in, you know, departments with with foreign foreign entities as well. Um, you know, uh, drug the Drug Enforcement Division was a big thing he did for a long time. 
um, between the years of 2005 and 2009, Arpaio arrested 30,000 illegals. And think about that. In, in less than a four, in about a four-year time frame, he arrested and deported 30,000 illegals that didn't belong in this country. That's amazing. Those are that's unbelievable. And there's a reason everybody calls him the America's toughest sheriff. You know, there's so many reasons, and, and that is what he's known, you know, for being. You know, he's a no-bullshit kind of guy. He gets the job done. He's straightforward. He is as, he's as honest, and, he, and, he's, and he, he's, he has a huge heart, and he just wants people to obey the law. People, the people that don't like Sheriff Joe are the people that don't obey the law, plain and simple. Or Democrats play the certain victim cards. Uh, you know, an instance, uh, the liberal media uh, is not reacting well uh, to Joe Arpaio's bid. But before I get to the liberal uh, Democratic media's reaction uh, about that, as you all know, Joe Arpaio uh, is a very, very popular sheriff. He's a very known name uh, all over, although people know know about him all over the world, all over the United States, uh, and he's based here in Arizona. And he was one of, and he's very tough on immigration. He, he fights the border well. Uh, he and he was one of President Trump's very first most loyal supporters when President Trump came out and said he was running for running for president. So Joe Arpaio and Trump have the same sort of. Uh, objectives and agenda of, you know, what they want to, you know, do in, in politics. Joe Arpaio has made it clear he wants to be there for the president because the president is a good friend of his, and he wants to, you know, work work to make the – to help make the make, make America Great Again agenda keep going and keep, you know, doing so well and keep it a fast pace like it, like it has been. So Joe Arpaio is 100% down pro-Trump agenda. He's 100% for the wall. He's 100% for everything Trump uh, has in place for policies. So Joe Arpaio uh, is definitely a strong asset um, to Donald Trump in many ways. And Trump even encouraged Joe Arpaio uh, to run for Senate in Arizona here because, uh, as many know, uh, senators in Arizona currently – are, are lacking, uh, you know, the job and, you know, the professionalism, and they're very crooked. Uh, John McCain, who's a scumbag, he's a, he's a total rhino, and uh, that's a Republican in name only, if you, people didn't know what that means. And he's very evil, John McCain, uh, totally uh, all, believes in all liberal, believes in a lot of liberal ideologies, and he's just... Uh, very uh, two-faced, has no respect for President Trump, John McCain. And Jeff Flake, who uh, – Jeff Flake uh, is another jerk-off and is very – he's a rhino, Republican in name only. He has a lot of liberal, mostly liberal ideologies. Uh, he's very crooked. Uh, he's very similar to McCain, which just basically I'm saying – the, the leadership in Arizona with those two senators is terrible. Unfortunately, McCain's going to be in there for a few more years, but Flake, uh, Joe Arpaio is running to take uh, Jeff Flake's uh, position, which 
Joe Arpaio will be great because, like I said, Joe Arpaio is all Trump agenda, is all for, you know, the Make America Great Again uh, list. And, you know, the current guy in there that's about to be out of there uh, in a, less than a year um, is uh, is Jeff Flake, who's about to – his term's about to be up. And, yeah, Jeff Flake has just been terrible. Jeff Flake uh, has been terrible leadership for Arizona. And uh, the reason he's not running is because um, he pissed the president off. And he knew that he w- – Jeff Flake knew he would not um, – he would not win a Senate reelection here in Arizona uh, because of uh, the disrespect that he showed the president, which Jeff Flake should have never done. Jeff Flake should have, should have been by the president's side, should have not been disrespecting him. Because when you disrespect the president, the people see that, and the people see that you're against what the president's fighting for and the good that he's fighting for, and you want to be an obstructionist, Jeff Flake. That's why you're not running for re-election because you know you can't win as senator here in Arizona. Because here in Arizona, we're pro-Trump. We're pro-Make America Great Again, which is why Joe Arpaio is going to be the next senator of Arizona. Who who love and Joe Arpaio loves Trump and will will be there for Trump right by his side, and that's what we need. And then unfortunately, we have to wait a couple more years and then get McCain out of there and get get some get somebody another outsider that cares about the state of Arizona in there in 2021. But Arpaio is going to take Jeff Blake's spot. You better believe it. You watch. This is going to happen. And, you know, uh, a new poll came out uh, the other day, and McSally, um, who is – she was – she was in the military. She has a a strong – uh, resume, very, very, uh, very, um, very smart and intelligent woman. Uh, a lot, a lot of background. Um, she is ahead in the polls at 31% right now for the Senate race in Arizona. Arpaio is at 29%, and Kelly Ward, another Trump, pro-Trump, uh, 25%. So McSally, 31%, Arpaio, 29%, and Kelly Ward at 25%. And the margin of error is four point is about four point three six percent. So McSally and Arpaio are essentially tied for first. Um, which uh, Arpaio, um, you know, questioned a lot of these polls, but I strongly believe Arpaio is is so far ahead, uh, especially. Uh, you know the the amazing and long dedicated and uh, list of of his background uh, in law enforcement and being the sheriff here for 24 years and all the people voting him in consecutively for well he was in there for 24 years so all those years consecutively every every four years for so many years he kept getting voted in and um, you know the people of Arizona still love Sheriff Joe I mean he's he um, he's got all the support in the world. He's the most well known. Uh, people were mad that he didn't win re-election for sheriff, which he should have. But we all know that the the crooked and corrupt hit uh, from the Democratic Party uh, from Penzone's people uh, made it so Arpaio couldn't win that election, and Arpaio was uh, draw uh, had to go to court for a a BS. Um, 
a BS um, case that got thrown out and Trump pardoned him for. But the reason he lost his sheriff reelection in 2016 was was to a, to a Democrat here to a sheriff Democrat here in Maricopa County in 2016 after 24 years of being sheriff. He should have won in 2016. The reason he didn't is because, like I said, the Democrat running against him uh, threw out uh, a terrible hit piece, and then then they called Arpaio to court and uh, for a BS um, case for a BS case, a charge that got thrown out, and Trump pardoned uh, Arpaio. Uh, just because it was so ridiculous. So it was one of those things where um, it's like the way Roy Moore got affected in Alabama with fake fake news and, and fake um, fake stories and, and cases that he was having to get drawn to court for that were such BS and bogus. Uh, but those days are behind him because, like I said, Trump pardoned him. But, you know um, – People were mad when he were when he didn't win re-election in 2016 uh, here in Arizona for sheriff. So, uh, and as you know, Maricopa County is the fifth biggest county in the United States. It's, it covers Phoenix, it covers Scottsdale, it covers all the main uh, areas here in the valley. And and Sheriff Joe is known as America's toughest sheriff. 24 years, 24 years in there. And as we all know, he was known for building the famous uh, Tent City. Tent City is the famous jail here uh, that is outside uh, in tents. And there's no AC. Um, you know, there's no air conditioning. There's no heat. Uh, you can. It's basically you're outside in tents, uh, and those are your those are your in bunk beds, and those that's how you do your jail. So you can walk around out there. There's it's like a wide area. There's like a there's like you know sports outside. You can walk around the field. Um, it's almost like a military setup, uh, like they have in war. Um, and then they have you know indoor rec rooms where people can get their snacks and stuff. And uh, you know they have a um, they have a, like a they all have. Um, like towers, so they make sure uh, all the inmates, uh, you know, lots of security around there. But it, anyways, it it was it was known for uh, you know inmates wearing pink underwear, getting fed literally um, slop, like slop, and nobody knows what's in the food apparently is from the reports I've read, and their signs saying not for human consumption uh, in the kitchen at, at this jail that uh, he opened. But anyways, it, it, but those, those pictures were fake when it said not human consumption. But the, the food looks pretty sick. But at the same time, you know, inmates, you know, teaching people a lesson not to come back, you, you know, they shouldn't – going to jail, you shouldn't, you know, want to – uh, be eating, uh, be looking forward to the food or having a good time in there. Hence why Joe Arpaio, uh, you know, would would make these, uh, you know, cheat meals, uh, cheat meals for these inmates. And it saved the state and the city a bunch, a bunch of money. 
think about it. You don't want to treat these inmates like it's the, the four seasons. Like it, you don't want to treat inmates like it's, you know, you want to treat inmates so they don't come back. So the county jail, you know, anyways, it's like this slop. It's like this stew apparently is what I was reading. But people live on it. it you know, people don't die on it or anything. Um, and then obviously uh, people have commissary and all that stuff. But um, anyways, it gets, it got a lot of, it gets a lot of backlash. It's closed now, but for the 24 years or for the several years, it was open for, yeah, like 24 years. As soon as he became sheriff, it, uh, it was open. And it, uh, you know, has been referred from the liberal media as like a concentration camp. You know, they treat their inmates like slaves. They treat humans terrible there. It's this terrible, horrible, uh, un- unlawful, horrific place. And no, it's not. You know, it, it's a um, it's a strict place. It's a, it's the most county jail uh, in America, or at least it was when it was open. But it just recently closed after Sheriff Joe wasn't elected, uh, reelected for sheriff in 2016. But um, but yeah, but the, the, just just some of the the most ridiculous claims that have come from the left about, you know, Sheriff Joe, that he runs concentration camps when he was sheriff. And no, he didn't. He ran a jail that saved taxpayers and saved the city a ton of money. And he saved uh, – and he did a lot for the community. He he did a lot for charity. He's uh, – like I said, he, he deported uh, 30,000 illegals in a four-year time frame. Uh, you know – he kept this this country like he ran this this Phoenix area in his 24 years as sheriff as a business, a perfect business, and saved a massive amount of taxpayers' money. He saved so much money for everyone, hence why he kept getting reelected. And and he should have been reelected the last time, but like I said, the Democrats put out a uh, put out a hit on him, and it was. It was too late. He ended up in court, and the judge eventually threw it out because it was nonsense, but it was too late. Long story. You can read about it, but he really is. So what if, you know, the liberals media try to, you know, bash him for, you know, running a jail on a strict on a strict uh, curriculum? You know, that that's life. That's life. You know, uh, you know people don't go to jail to have fun. And, uh, you know, a lot of good came out of this. You know, uh, when he was doing this, he was, sa- he was saving, you know, hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars a year. Lots. Like, it was ridiculous. That's why everybody loved him. And he's very tough on crime. He's just as tough on crime as Donald Trump is and President Trump. And that's why I'm so excited that he's running for senator. He's going to do a fantastic job. This is going to be this is going to be huge, and you know uh, he and he also um, is the one that started uh, the birther movement that Obama wasn't born in this country, and there still isn't sufficient evidence or legitimate um, document showing that Obama was born here, and Joe Arpaio was on CNN the other night and told CNN that he has evidence that he will release soon. That shows Obama's birth certificate is a fake, and he can he still he wants to prove it to every he wants to prove it. Uh, God bless 
Joe Arpaio. God bless Sheriff Arpaio that he has this information, and I can't wait to see it. And everybody else is excited because I, I don't believe Barack Hussein Obama was born in this country. Kenya. Kenya is where he was born. Kenya is where Barack Hussein Obama came from. That is where. There's no way he was born here. He may have moved to Hawaii when he was a kid, but there's so many uh, resources and fact checks and stuff I've read that show that came here later in life. He was not born here. So when Sheriff Joe Arpaio releases this information, uh, this will be very exciting. And um, Joe Arpaio, Sheriff Arpaio is going to be a great senator for Arizona. He's going to win big. And his rallies, I can't wait to go to his rallies. They're just going to be like Donald Trump rallies. Donald Trump's going to be here several times. President Trump's going to be here several times to uh, campaign for Joe, because Joe Arpaio, uh, Sheriff Arpaio, because he's um, he's going to endorse him uh, for Arizona senator. Uh, President Trump has encouraged him uh, to run for Senate, uh, Arpaio to run for Senate down here. And I'm so glad Arpaio is doing it. It's huge. Um, you know, liberals are are already bringing out the race card and and, and profiling bullshit uh, on Arpaio, saying, you know, because he was obeying, because he was a, a sheriff and uh, deported illegals, uh, he was racially profiling. And liberals are starting their nonsense and getting terrified uh, of this guy of Arpaio because he's just as straightforward as Trump and he's just as tough as Trump. Hence why Trump and Arpaio get along so well. Um, but yeah, the liberals are already starting to come out with stories about Arpaio. They're terrified. Uh, and I get it. I get it. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be so fun to go to Arpaio's rallies and, uh, there's going to be massive crowds. I, I know it now. And, uh, we'll be getting a lot of footage from the show there for sure. Um, I want to go over – oh, on his last campaign, uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, uh, he raised millions and millions and millions. He raised, he raised a lot of money, and um, he made a statement the other day. I want to read this out loud. I didn't like what was going on in the war against our president. I think that helped. Sway me, Arpaio said. We have two senators here in Arizona. And so I said, well, wait a minute. He's going to need some help. And the country and the country needs some help. So I'm going to put my hat in the ring. I love it. I love it. It's great. It's great. But we will uh, keep reporting on this, uh, Joe Arpaio. This is a big deal all over the news, Sheriff Arpaio, uh, putting his – putting uh, – announcing his uh, bid for senator of Arizona. I love it. Okay. But uh, we will uh, definitely uh, come back to this um, on future episodes and uh, as more reports about Joe Arpaio come out and his campaign. Moving on. Um, All righty. So we have a report that recently came out uh, that voter fraud 
a voter fraud study, and, it, and it's, abso- it's absolutely 100% real voter fraud. You know, and it even says in this study from a professional, professional research center that did this study about voter fraud uh, that the mainstream media outlets, especially the liberal outlets, you know, laugh at the fact uh, that voter fraud occurs, and they laugh and say it's not possible. And, you know, they always, you know, play the, the, stupid, the stupid game. They, because, you know, we know the liberal mainstream media, you know, they're in bed with the Democratic politicians, and they know Democratic, Democrats cheat in elections. So, of course, they're going to be – they're going to shrug it off, and they're going to act stupid and, and play, oh, no, that could never happen. Of course, the liberal media is going to say stuff like that. And this is exactly what this study – uh, this was one of the things that was in the study, saying that all these mainstream media outlets, you know, laugh off the fact of voter fraud, especially in these Demo- these Democrat networks in these Democrat states during these elections. So, going to this, uh, there are several types of voter fraud. There's altering vote counts. There's ballot petition fraud. There's false registrations. There's impersonation fraud. There's duplicating voting. There's voting by ineligible felons and non-citizens. Fraudulent, fraudulent absentee ballots. Buying votes and illegal, illegal. Um, form of identification at the polls. Many news outlets, like I said, ignore voter fraud. Says it's non-existent. Jesus. And, you know, it's so unfortunate because, you know, this report uh, came out um, on a very reliable uh, media outlet, Washington Examiner. And, you know, the fact that more media outlets aren't, you know, reporting about voter fraud more consistently and more often is scary. And and it's 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 an issue. You know, it really is. Um, It really is. Um, You know, the fact that voter, the the voter, it's one of those things that it's not, people are doing it in all, I guarantee you in Alabama, voter fraud occurred. There's no doubt about it. Voter fraud occurred in Alabama election race. And there were even mo- videos that came out saying people came from all over the country. All this different stuff. All this different stuff came out. And it was talking about Alabama, you know, people were coming from different parts of the United States to vote for Doug Jones. I mean, those are, that's, one of small, that's one small example of, of voter fraud. But there are so many others. You know, there was um, in the election. Uh, I'm going into statistics right here. Five that his company did a a comparison of voter records in 21 states that represented only about 17 percent of all possible state to state comparisons. Yet 
even with that limited amount of info, they identified almost 8,500 individuals. That's 8,500 individuals who voted twice in November's election of last year um, when President Trump and Hillary, the President Trump and Hillary Clinton election. The Public Interest Legal Foundation has found voter records showing thousands of non-citizens illegally registering and voting, including Virginia, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Jesus. So there's all these different reports, voter fraud, and, you know, it needs to be more closer looked at. I'm so surprised that there's not more investigations going into these voter frauds uh, all these different reports and all these different, um, you know, things that have came up. I mean, these need to be – I mean, this is no joke. This is a threat to our system. This is a threat, you know, to everything, you know. Um, you know, because – I mean, as a conservative, you know, I know for a fact, just from what I'm hearing, you know, it never, it never became uh, – they never – you know, went about it and, and took action on it. And obviously Doug Jones was declared the winner, but there was voter fraud in the state in that Alabama election. Roy Moore should have won that. Roy Moore should have won that. That 97% of black women came out to vote for Doug Jones. Some, that right there, that makes no sense. It's not, it, there's no way. I mean, yes, Doug Jones was going to get the majority black, black vote, but that's way too high. I mean that that right there. That's one. That's one of many examples of. And there were so many reports of people giving multiple ballots at the ballot stand, and in different in different places, especially with minority voters voting for Doug Jones. And so this isn't a a first. Um, you know, it's not like it was a one, uh, just a one-time report. You know, it was several. But, yeah, that's, you know, that's something that uh, needs to be take, taken uh, very seriously, and it's not at this point. And, and that's – it's just so unfortunate that, you know, it's not being uh, being taken seriously enough. I mean, but, you know, I want to move on. Um, so H&M, the clothing store, is getting a lot of backlash. Um, from their King of the Jungle um, shirt. And they're saying that, you know, uh, The weekend and LeBron James said that um, it's racist. You know, I, I'm offended at H&M and that they would do something like this. Uh, you know, put a, a black kid uh, on it with a, with a sweatshirt on that says "Monkey and Jungle," and uh, <laughs> and you know it's and and the weekend said he won't be doing any more business with H and M because of this. And LeBron James says it's racist and it's terrible, and we can't be writing this, putting this sort of stuff on our uh, on black having black people wear this wear this sort of stuff that says. Uh, you know, this derogatory uh, sayings, but um, 
I don't, you know what? And the mother of the kid that was the actual model wearing the sweatshirt even spoke out and said she had no issue with her son wearing this uh, sweatshirt that said monkey. Uh, she calls her son a monkey all the time. Nothing racist about it. People are too fucking sensitive in today's society. Too many snowflakes. Too many people bitch. Like LeBron James is a whiny motherfucker. He seriously is. He doesn't stop. He's a pussy. He really is. He bitches and whines and calls everything racist and says everything. You know, like he's got, he's like, he, he makes black people look weak. Some of the stuff he says. Again, I mean, he, He's not. He's no tough guy. He's weak, man. He he's. A, I mean, he doesn't have a backbone in his body, and he's got every flaw. I mean, he can sing. So what? So can so can many people, you know. But you know, the, the weekend is a. I mean, he's one that always cries wolf and always screams. Always always a race baiter. Always bitching and crying. Always thinking shit's racist. Always getting all sensitive. Him and LeBron James, man, they're exactly alike fucking pisses me off and it should piss all everybody off that actually you know you know wants to speak and uh you know you know be tough that wants to you know that doesn't want to hear cry babies you know these men are supposed to be tough these men are supposed to lead by example the 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 weekend lebron james they're not supposed to be crying over worthless and stuff that makes no sense nothing about this sweatshirt was racist this is the problem with political correctness and what Barack Obama created. He created a bunch of children that, you know, that wanted that he wanted to teach to uh, all his sheep. He wanted to teach them to be offended by everything. And you know what? I mean, that there, there's no room for political correctness. Hence, why Donald Trump is getting rid of it. But obviously, LeBron James and The Weeknd are still stuck and still in that, you know, childish, uh, you know. Um, that childish, uh, you know, pickle of of the political correctness of not knowing what's racist. I mean, they got to stop the race baiting bullshit. They got to stop, you know, trying to uh, make problems out of nothing. You know, if the, if the kid's mother says that she loves the sweatshirt, she loves that her kid was modeling in it for H and M. She has no problems with it. Leave it alone. And now more celebrities are coming out and saying it's racist, and they're, you know, playing this whole race card bullshit like they do. They want attention. They want, you know, the, the, their fans, and they want their sheep to, you know, read into a, a false narrative that isn't there. You know, they like to, they like to pretend. They like to pretend, these uh, celebrities. They know damn well nothing about this crap is racist. Just knock it off. It's a bunch of crap. Out, it's racist. It's a perfectly fine sweat sweatshirt. Kids are called monkeys all the time. I was called a monkey when I was a kid. I'm sure a lot of, you know, the, the listeners were called monkeys when they were kids. It is what it is. There's nothing wrong with it. It was a cute kid too. Um. But uh. But yeah, H&M had to apologize and, get, and give a statement. Why do you apologize, H&M? You don't need to apologize. There's nothing to apologize for. You did nothing wrong. The mom spoke 
and said everything was fine with, and she wasn't even offended. The only reason you apologized, H&M, is because LeBron James is a well-known figure, and The Weeknd is a well-known figure, and they felt offended, so you had to please them. It disgusts me. It really does. Because if LeBron James, The Weeknd, didn't say shit, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have issued an apology letter. An apology letter. Like, if you, like, you have nothing to apologize for. This is a great product. It's great. It's a cool sweatshirt. Jesus Christ. Certain people need to calm the fuck down. Now I was reading some of the, LeBron James' Twitter, and his disciples are agreeing with him, and now they're buying into that this sweatshirt's racist. And you see what this does in society? It creates this war and these delusions and these false narratives of, you know, just stupidity. Like, no, not, it's not racist. It's not racist, no. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. All righty. Enough on that. All right. Just want to say, this is very big. This is very big right here. Uh, just a quick announcement. Trump's first year, uh, he's had more circuit court judges than any other president in history. Records he set, 22 to 1. No one has come close to those records. And, uh, yeah, he made that statement earlier today. I mean, that's huge. That's a, such a deal. I mean, he's breaking records, and he's doing things that no president has even come close to or has even ever done in history. Trump is changing the game in politics. Trump will go down as the greatest president in history. Nobody will ever be as good as President Trump. This guy, President Trump is a machine. He's a miracle man. He really is. He absolutely is. All righty. So, so the President Moon of South Korea uh, said the other day that uh, Trump, and I quote, Trump made a huge contribution to make inter-Korean talks happen, and I'd like to express my gratitude. So North Korea and South Korea started talking and started doing negotiations again because of President Trump's positive influence and strong influence. And one of my topics I'm getting into today is world Trump and the positive impact he's had on world leaders. And I've talked about this on my show before. I've talked about this many times. We are doing deals, and we are have, talking to countries and having negotiations with countries that we never thought were possible ever in the past before President Trump came along. And every president told us it was never going to happen. These deals and these countries never wanted us. And, you know, certain deals weren't weren't coming back, And you know. But look, President Trump has proved all these presidents in the past were lying to us. Corruption from the past presidents in the past was about – it was all about themselves. President Trump is proving with all of these amazing relations he's created with all these foreign entities in such a 
in, in less than a year, he's created all these relationships with these foreign nations and deals that we never even had before. Connections, some of these countries would never shake our hand before, before Trump came along. But now they're shaking our hand. They're, they're, they're shaking our hands. They're literally making deals with us, hundreds of millions, billions. This is huge. No, like in every week or multiple times a month, sometimes multiple times a week, Trump's meeting with a new foreign leader about making a new deal to better our country and better our economic system. Economic system. No president has ever done this. This is unbelievable. This is amazing. Trump was just with the, uh, pr- the uh, prime minister of Norway. The other, the, um, yesterday. And they're doing a deal. She's buying hundreds of millions of dollars worth of weapons from us. Norway's our good ally. And I think they're buying um, air supp- uh, uh, some sort of air supply stuff as well. airplane stuff. Um, So, you know, and all the deals he's made with all these foreign countries these past couple months are huge. They're huge. I mean, and and the presidents don't even make, you know, one or two deals like this in their whole presidency. And Trump has made hundreds of these deals in his first year. This is un like Trump. It's unbelievable. But going back to the positive impact he's had on these world leaders, like we're doing, we're doing these deals with all these foreign nations, and they all love us and respect us now, and they roll out the red carpet treatment. They all want to shake Trump's hand. They all want to sit down and tr- with Trump and see how they can make a deal, and that's what Trump does best. And God bless him for being elected because we have the greatest deal maker in, in American history. He was known as the, great, as the greatest business negotiator of his time, the greatest business negotiator of his time when he was in business, Trump. He's known for making deals and getting stuff done, which is why within a – like I said on my show previously, he's, got a, he's, he's, he's completed 80% of his agenda within the first year of his presidency. He's still got another seven years, and he's only got 20% of his agenda left. Unbelievable. Amazing. I want to go into a new topic. This is big. Uh, our, our, li- our libel, our libel laws, our libel laws. Talk about this, our libel laws. This is big. This is big. Our current libel laws are a a sham and a disgrace. We are going to take a strong look at our country's libel laws so that when somebody says something that is so false and defamatory about someone, that person will have meaningful recourse in our courts. That was, quote, unquote, uh, the statement Trump made the other day uh, about this 
uh, ongoing issue, and this is, you know, this is uh, strongly referring to um, what the media has put out there with their false stories, their lies, basically having the journalism mentality that they can take a story and write whatever they want and put in all sorts of twisted facts that are are completely fabricated and false. And, you know, uh, this goes with people that file, um, you know, phony lawsuits that have no have no have no merit or have no logic, have no rationale. Uh, it goes, it applies to uh, somebody that lies and falsely accuses somebody of something that they didn't do, that that person should be held responsible. Um, so this is a very important topic, and we've seen for far too long the media be able to get away with murder with some of the stuff they write and are able to lie about and fabricate and and not and in the process they don't care about whose life or whose you know person person you know uh, feelings they hurt or you know whose life you know they're they're affected because it doesn't just affect the person they're writing about the lies it affects the loved ones the innocent people around them uh you know you know and it's it's terrible uh some of the uh the, the things that are written about people that have no factual base, and we see it every day in the media, 99% of what's written about Trump is a lie. 99% of what these journalists, fake news media, puts out about Trump is a complete crock. It's a complete crock. There's no exception, you know, for it. I get you know, in America, unfortunately, you, you uh, you're free to you know have your your freedom your freedom of speech. You're free to write whatever you want. There should be more consequences, and it sounds like there's going to be more consequences for people trying to slander other people, you know, just for their just for their own gain, or for writing a good story, or for getting back at somebody when it, getting it back at somebody. Uh, you know, maliciously. I mean, you know, people have to be held accountable when they lie in a court of law. Can't be messing with people's lives. No exceptions for that crap. I'm glad uh, Trump has uh, taken action on this because uh, we've seen, uh, you know, all the reports in the media with sexual harassment, you know, sexual misconduct. Um, you know, we've seen all these, all these reports come out and, you know, there's a lot of girls that are lying. There's girls that are telling the truth, you know, it's stuff like that as well that, you know, is going to be strongly dealt with. And these women that are lying, uh, it should be, uh, you know, prosecuted in the court of law. And, you know, I mean, there's so many examples like this book. That Michael Michael Wolf wrote with um, with President Trump, uh, and we we all know the fabricated stories about inside the White House. Michael Wolf, and it's a it's a complete uh, the book's a complete uh, phony. It's a complete sham. It's a complete joke. Um, 
but that that's another thing. You know, people can't won't have won't be able to write stuff like that. Uh, you know, just freely that lie and free, an openly blatantly lie in books like that anymore. Uh, if we if it sounds like because Trump's putting going to put regulations on this stuff. This is very very good news. Very good thing. All righty. I want to talk about um, this is big. Robert De Niro. God, he's a little pussy. Robert De Niro, man, that little wimp. God, I can't. God, I can't stand that little punk. He's just a little. He's a little weasel. He acts like a big tough guy in his movies, and, you know, that's what he's known for, being a tough guy in his movies. But I bet you he couldn't win a fight on the street to save his life. And you know what pisses me off? He keeps making comments about President Trump, and he keeps acting like a – he keeps acting like a jag off De Niro, but, you know, opening his mouth, you know – it's easy to talk to Nero. You would never say this stuff to to President Trump's face. President Trump would stomp on your face, De Niro. President Trump would destroy you physically and verbally. And this is what and he so anyways, Robert De Niro was at a Meryl Streep award show and he calls Trump a, a quote unquote a fucking fool and fucking idiot as he's giving a speech uh, at Meryl Streep's award show, De Niro. And literally, I mean, De-, De Niro, you know, first of all, De Niro, you're at Meryl Streep's award show, the woman that enabled the biggest sexual predator ever, sexual predator ever in Hollywood, Harvey Weinstein. And you're still hanging out with Meryl Streep, who condoned, Harvey's rapes, Harvey Weinstein's rapes, and knew about it. And Meryl Streep referred to Harvey Weinstein as God. And Robert De Niro, you're hanging around Meryl Streep, and you are are giving talking at her award show. You have so many things to talk about. You only have two minutes, and you have to bring up Trump. It's he's in your mind, buddy. You little buddy, little buddy. You little Keebler elf, he's in your mind every second of every day. You can't stop thinking about him, Bobby D. You can't stop thinking about Trump. Trump is driving you nuts. Trump is Trump. You wake up and you're you, you're mad about Trump. You're mad about Trump. You blame Trump for your problems, Bobby D. That's what you do. You think Trump is is, is Hitler. You think Trump is is the devil. You think Trump is this terrible person. God, you're a fucking dramatic, fucking little fucking weasel, Bobby D. I'd love to, I'd love to see you in public, man. I'd love to see you in public, man. And I'd love to see what you do when I call you a fucking midget. I'd love to see what you do. You ain't no tough guy. I would skyrocket over you, man. I'm six two, man. You're about five four. You're a little Italian guy. You're a little, you're a little midget Italian. And you know what, De Niro? You know what? I was pissed for eight fucking years under Obama, and I didn't fucking bitch and whine. I didn't bitch and whine with that Kenyan monkey in there. So, and that that Muslim, I can't I can't even believe that Muslim was. I can't ah bothers me so much. And that odor in that White House, 
and that Obama disease. Oh, God. Uh, it took Trump forever to get that Obama odor out of there. Um, but anyways, De Niro, anyways, I didn't bitch and whine every day and let it destroy me that Obama was in there for eight years. Okay? But I was angry. I, Obama destroyed America. Obama destroyed everybody's life. Obama made things worse. People, millions of people lost their businesses under Obama. Obama he had the worst job numbers ever by any president. He had the worst GDP. He was less than 1% GDP uh, growth. Uh, he had the most uh, uh, American citizens out of the labor force out of any president. He had the most American citizens on food stamps. He had the most American citizens on welfare. Obama absolutely destroyed America, and I despise that man. But I don't let it control my days. I don't. De Niro, you are a pig. You're supporting Meryl Streep. You're supporting an awful person, and you have the nerve to talk shit about Trump at an award show for a woman that enables the, the uh, Harvey Weinstein, the sexual predator, the biggest rapist in Hollywood history. As we, uh, that we know of, of course. So, De Niro, you have no room to talk. You're not tough. You're tough in your movies. You're a good actor. But you know what, buddy? You got emotions, man. Every time you have the chance to talk, it's Trump's, Trump's destroying America. Trump's ruining my life. That's all that comes out of your mouth, De Niro. Talk about something constructive. Talk about something worthy. Be entertaining like you are in your movies. You can't even do that. God, and you're a little short man, man. You're like a little tiny man. And your wife, man, she's, she's very unattractive. She's very unattractive, buddy. And the fact that you tried to comment on Melania Trump's looks, ooh. Man, I uh, I look at your wife, man, and uh, you know that's uh, your wife. Uh, you know, is as ugly as Michelle Obama. So, and that's pretty damn ugly. It's as ugly as it gets, De Niro. Melania Trump is a princess. She's flawless. She's absolutely beautiful. She's stunning, Melania Trump. So, De Niro. And keep the Trump family's name out of your mouth, De Niro. Your insults, your childish antics are just going to hurt you. That's all they do. Because every time somebody makes fun of Trump, it just, it just hurts them and gets Trump more popular. It doesn't, it doesn't affect Trump when you make those comments, De Niro. It only hurts yourself. But stop being a pussy. All righty. Let's get to... All right. We are on a time frame, but I want to get to something very important. Trump talks about Robert Mueller. Uh, he made... Uh, he was talking about this today, uh, yesterday. Trump said, quote, unquote, we'll see what happens. This is on the Robert Mueller uh, investigating him. I mean, investigating him and wanting to interview Trump. Trump gave his reaction. Uh, Trump, quote unquote, says, "We'll see what happens." But when they, when they have no collusion and nobody found any collusion at any level, it seems unlikely that you'd even have an interview. 
Mueller's team is reportedly negotiating with Trump on how Trump might be interviewed for his investigation into Russians, Russian, Russia's effort to influence the 2016 election. Trump says, I'll speak to the attorney. I speak to attorneys. I can only say this. There was absolutely no collusion. Everybody knows it. Yeah, there was no collusion. The media's obsession with Trump, though, um, it's, it's absolutely, it's, it's so visible. I mean, they just can't get enough of writing fake stories about Trump. Every day, it's the media uh, blaming Trump for something new. You know, it, it's, it's so pathetic. And, you know, they really obsess over it. The media is always wondering what Trump is doing next. They always want to give him more press. But they bitch about him, the mainstream media. They constantly say he's this terrible person. But you're always around him. You always, you always want to give him the time of day. You guys are worthless. You guys are absolutely powerless without Trump, the media. Trump made a very good point the other day. If, if Trump wasn't in office, the media would be failing. If Trump wasn't in office, the media would be failing. The media's ratings are unbelievable, are at record highs because Trump's president. And because, you know, he he gives really, I mean, he gives obviously really good press and, you know, they can't stay away from him. They're more obsessed with him than they were a hundred times. They're a hundred times more obsessed with him than they ever were with Obama. There's no doubt about that. It's absolutely the media, the, all the all the media, and the reason all those people have jobs in the media is because of President Trump. There's no doubt about it. These these media companies are making millions and millions dollars millions of dollars a day off President Trump. A thank you would be nice to him, but they'll ne- they'll never they'll never be nice to him. I'll never be nice to Trump. It's unfortunate. More news. I uh, want to drift topics, and uh, this is big. Uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin uh, came out today and said 90% of earners will see greater take-home pay under this law. As of February 15th, you should receive uh, those. As of February 15th, this should take effect. 90% of earners will see greater take-home pay. A new report is out. Uh, The U.S. media bias ranks worst in world. 38 nations were surveyed, and this was from Pew Research, a very popular uh, research company, polling company, and the U.S. media bias ranks worst in the world, and this was 38 nations that surveyed. Wow. I mean, you know what? When President Trump talks about fake news, he's absolutely right. And the bias that comes from these liberal mainstream media outlets, I've talked about it on my show several times. We know this. I mean, I didn't know it was the most, like the biggest, but as of the report that came out today, wow. Unbelievable. U.S. media bias ranks worst in the world. That just goes to show you how journal, how journalism 
is truly dead and it's just opinions and it's just people writing and fabricating lies and bias of what they want to write, what they want to, what they want to have their audience believe. And we all know 97% of the media is 97% of the mainstream media is controlled by Democrats. You got that small 3% that's controlled by conservatives. So when you have that large gap of all that biased behavior and tendencies from these journalists and these writers, that's why so many people in this country are brainwashed and lost with what to believe and, and all this different stuff. Absolutely crazy. And, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a very sad thing, too, because there's so many smart people that are so politically misled with their beliefs because of networks like CNN and these mainstream media outlets that lie uh, to the American people and are controlled by Democrats, the obstructionists. Oh, people, people. A new report out today. Unemployment benefits fell to the lowest in 44 years. Unemployment benefits fell to the lowest in 44 years. Think about that. That's amazing. Unemployment benefits fell to the lowest in 44 years, meaning people aren't collecting. It's still, it, I mean, this information is unbelievable. Came back, and they're the lowest in 44 years of people collecting unemployment benefits. So people are back to work. Trump, the Trump effect is working. People have jobs. People are hiring like crazy. The American economy is better than ever before. Everything's 100%. It's amazing. It truly is. And we're, I mean, I'm loving every second of this, this great economy. We've never had an economy to this level, to this extent. Wow. Wow. The adrenaline it re- releases, though, I tell you. I mean, everything's at record highs. The, I mean, like I said on my show the other day, the black unemployment rate at an all-time low. The black unemployment rate is at an all-time low under President Trump. That's unbelievable. In the mainstream media, the Democrat media doesn't even talk about it. Just goes to show. Wow. Wow. What a show. What a show. But anyways, people, we are out of time. I still have a full list of stuff I need to get to uh, that I'll have to go over with you on the next show. Um, I'm going to be getting a lot of guests on the show, and I'll be having uh, callers call in. We have a lot of new 
uh, different plans for the show. We are excited to bring to you and present to you that you'll highly enjoy. I want to thank you all for tuning in today. Um, it's been a real pleasure having you on the Rory Sauter show and, uh, you know, always a blessing and, uh, you know, an honor, uh, to have all my viewers, uh, tune in and, uh, hear my insight. So thank you. God bless you. Have a great night and I'll see you tomorrow. I'm Rory Sauter. Cheers, everybody. Hey guys, thank you for watching the Rory Sauter Show, home of America's Man of the Hour and home of America's Biggest Trump Supporter. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Cheers.